Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode two of season four. If you've just joined us, I am Robin of Added Tired Witch on all platforms, and I am joined by Maria of Maria the Arcane on all platforms. Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> so we wanted to tell you guys that we have chosen our next class in instructor, and I'm super excited about it because it's Me one of too. my favorite correspondence books especially for kitchen witchery um we're going to invite laurel woodward who wrote kitchen witchery and it's like this huge correspondence book full of like different types of foods you can cook with and the history behind like the correspondences and all that and she even includes like gluten and vegan recipes in there which a lot of kitchen witchery's book (laughs) kitchen witchery books don't but (laughs) um but yeah she's going to teach a class on it and she's going to teach kind of like the basics and um kind of like elevating your kitchen witchery craft a little bit and she's already yeah we've had back and forth conversations and she's thinking about doing a quick bread making demo going into herbal infusions for drinks and empower um empower cleaning and um certain like incenses you can use like while in the kitchen and things like that and i thought that was pretty cool and i'm really excited for the class yeah i'm excited too it's gonna be really fun (laughs) you just joined us this week every single week we talk about upcoming lunar phases and how we can utilize them in our practice and i think that the upcoming full moon in leo on february 5th is like the perfect full moon for what else is happening in the world at this time uh we have involved on february 1st i believe the first of the second. second Second. second we have it on the second we've got a full moon in leo on the fifth and then we have like valentine's day on the 14th and the full moon in leo specifically is like it is uh this, this particular one is one that's filled with self-love uh creativity and expression and if you are somebody who loves love even if you don't have a partner this is a really good time to kind of embrace those feelings and those emotions um the full moon in leo is just i mean in my opinion like i said with everything else going on that month <laughs> and in that time it's perfect i think that this is a good time to do love magic um especially if it's like self-love self-acceptance um anything that you're like gonna be opening up the doors to accepting new love that sort of thing um and then simultaneously love can also come in non-romantic forms so maybe this is a good time to do stuff like uh a love of a project uh love of art love of writing reading the things that make us have these kind of personal passions uh i just think i think if given the month <laughs> given the time <laughs> it couldn't be more perfect but that's just my opinion <laughs> what is your moon placement again <laughs> don't worry about what my moon placement is <laughs> it's leo it's it first of all you worry about yourself okay (laughs) (laughs) but um for me a leo always makes me think of two cards in tarot of strength and then also of the sun Mm -hmm. so for me 
I personally like to do like courage spells, um, confidence spells that like, especially confidence oils would be a perfect time to make like during the Leo um, full moon that will, you know, sustain you for the rest of the year if you make enough of it. And if you don't use too much of it, of course, (laughs) but, um, and then also with happiness, uh, like what do you want to explore when it comes to your ultimate happiness? Like, is there yeah. any new things that you want to try and do? Because, you know, the sun in tarot, it features like a baby. So you're just kind of like learning and exploring <laughs> and enjoying baby. it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, what do you want to explore that might make you super happy in the future? Like, what can you do to set the groundwork to make that happen this full moon and lend yeah. power towards? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I love Leo full moons. I really do. Like, <laughs> it has nothing to do with my moon sign. Okay. She lies. She I'm lies. I'm not lying. Lies. I am so cute. <laughs> anyway, um, but I do really love them because I do feel like, especially when, when, when they come at times where there are all these other kind of... I don't know, needs for a burst of creativity, energy, mm-hmm. love, that sort of thing. Uh, I just think that it is... It always comes at the right time. <laughs> well, especially, you know, we're still in winter. Yeah. And it's still really dark outside. And yep. if you're like where I am, it's raining and cloudy all of the time. It's pretty <laughs> much feels like the Seattle of the South right now. So, I mean, <laughs> I will take a very sunny full moon anytime. I would love right I would love to be in Seattle right now. I think that being in a constant rain sounds amazing. It I know, rained here I in California for like <laughs> three weeks and it was amazing. And everybody was complaining about it and I was like, I think that this could continue forever and that, that would be fine. <laughs> I agree. But I just wish I could like flip on the sunlight switch whenever when I want to take pictures. Do videos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're looking at my house right now. It is so dark. Obviously, no pictures or videos is going to happen today. So if you just joined us for this episode or haven't listened to the other episodes so far this season, in lieu of choosing a card and discussing it like we were doing, um, instead we're going to have a conversation about the different whole sections in tarot. The major arcana, which we went over last episode, minor arcana, and then we'll move on to the aces, ones, and so on, and also the different court cards. Um I think it would be fun and help people understand tarot on a whole deeper level and shake things up a bit. And then sometime next year, we'll go back to discussing each individual card. So this week, we are discussing our biggest thoughts on the Minor Arcana. So the Minor Arcana is very reminiscent of playing cards. Sometimes even decorators create what we call pip decks, which just show a certain amount of objects on cards in the Minor, rather than having full-blown illustrations like in the Rider-Waite-Smith, for instance. Mm -hmm. So much like playing cards. But most tarot decks you see out there will have all the cards illustrated with depictions of the cards' meanings. Um, So the Minor Arcana features um, four suits. Or as I like to call them, realms, the cups, mm. wands, swords, and pens. We won't be diving into each of these this episode because um, 
just like the aces through the kings, we'll be going through them one by one in each episode. But there are 56 cards and all together in the minor arcana, 14 in each suit. So anyways, um, the minor shows the minor happenings in our lives, the footnotes, if you will, especially when um, up against a major card. They also show the growth or the things that we are dealing with in particular areas of our life, like how the cups deal with our emotions. To me, the minors are the wise much, much of the time. Like for instance, let's say you're having a tower like moment in your life and you pull the eight of cups. The eight of cups shows that you are walking away from something you have emotional ties to. So you can forge your own path ahead. And that is causing it to feel like your very foundations are being ripped up and everything you built is changing. It is why you are in this tower like moment. Additionally, on a similar note, unlike the majors, these cards get specific. Um, when, while the major is more general since they represent, um, is more general and they represent and narrow things down in certain areas of our lives, which definitely helps a divination, divination practice, you know, making things less vague. I think it's important when you're reading for yourself to remember that these are minor cards. Most of the time they are fleeting unless we are living under a major arcana card that is similar. So if you have like, let's say the three of swords happen, which is heartbreak, while it hurts and your pain and sadness is absolutely valid and you should honor it, but that pain will not last a long time or forever. Um, We also don't stay in cards like the 10 of cups, which shows peak happiness forever. That is completely unrealistic. Life ebbs and flows and the miners show that in each of their suits. Mm -hmm. Um, I like the metaphor that on the fool's adventure, consider the minor arcana side quests. (laughs) (laughs) That's really funny, actually. And I... (laughs) I don't disagree. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. What are your thoughts on the minors? Well, the minors to me, um, uh, I I talked about this a little bit in my book, but even though my book didn't cover minors, I still talked about it a bit and I've talked about a bit or a lot on the Patreon, which is that the minors are when numerology, in my opinion, really comes into play. Mm -hmm. Um, while in the majors numerology is still incredibly important and it's still something that needs to be touched upon like zero with the fool zero is a fresh start it's nothing it is potential right Mm -hmm. um even though that is like a touch an homage if you will on (laughs) uh, its numerological (laughs) correspondence when we look at the minor arcana numerology is everything you take Mm -hmm. the like you it is not this way in all cases, but you take the suit, you take the number, you've got your card interpretation. <laughs> um, it's com- this, yeah, I completely agree. It, it's not. It's like that ninety percent of the time. There are cards that there are exceptions to that because um, mm-hmm. it's not perfect. <laughs> but it is. It is, in my opinion, when numerology becomes like super, super important and kind of like you said, with it being like a side quest. It is. Mm-hmm more specific it isn't this ongoing journey it is like this is this specific energy this specific event whatever applies to you right now in this scenario not in your bigger picture mm-hmm. yeah um 
yeah so i i think that the minor arcana is majorly underrated i know that that maybe sounds stupid (laughs) um but you know you see so many decks that just include the majors and i'm sorry but real life does not only revolve (laughs) in a series of major life events like you know sometimes our days are going to be simple and that doesn't and have nothing to do with our life's journey you know what i mean yeah side quest yeah (laughs) some days your side quest is making a room temperature matcha latte like (laughs) and then getting upset that you made it too cold and just dealing with it like that's not an overarching theme of my life that's just a mistake i made this morning (laughs) yeah like the majors are definitely a more archetype i mean you obviously the minor can also be archetypes all of their own but yes you know the tarot like if you're going to have like an only major deck i feel like you should be pulling just for the archetype meanings being like oh i represent this you know right now in my life absolutely i i mean obviously i don't think that having or using only the majors is quote wrong but i also don't Mm -hmm. think it's going to give you a (laughs) well-rounded aspect of life no because you're going to miss all the details that's what the minor arcana is exactly details it's the details yeah (laughs) <laughs> think of those think of those like paintings you know those dot paintings like when you're <laughs> yeah, really up close it just looks like dots but you pull away and you see the major there we go <laughs> So, our main topic of discussion today is growing your practice this year. Um, This is stepping out of that beginner box into something a little bit more, a little bit more personal. I do want to start off by saying, before we head into this, that witches, please go easy on yourselves. You may... Seriously. (laughs) Yeah, you may not know what this year holds. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not everything you set out to do will be possible. All you can do is embrace each new day and try and try again. Um, you know, much like the person depicted on the Eight of Pentacles. Your practice will never be perfect for a, you know, will never be perfect for a long period of time. It isn't realistic. Life has a way of making us focus on certain things at certain times, and that is okay. It's okay. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so, what is yeah. one of your tips? We'll just go back and forth. Um, for me personally, when it comes to, um, I don't like, I don't like the term "grow your practice." But let me, I want to explain mm-hmm. <laughs> because I feel like no matter if you started yesterday or you started ten years ago, the act of doing means that you are always growing. Um, mm-hmm. it, Maybe it, like it, deepening. Right, right. So, like, for me, it's more, like, solidifying my practice, um, deepening my practice, engaging with my practice on a, I don't know, a more meaningful level. Um, Mm -hmm. So, for me, it's always going back to the basics is um, with, with a new mindset. So, if I feel like, you know, I'm finding myself in a bit of a stagnation point, maybe Mm -hmm. I'm going to go back and read one of the first books that, like, inspired me. 
um, mm-hmm. or re-explore a simple topic like color correspondence, let's say. That's a simple mm-hmm. topic. So maybe I'm going to go re-explore <laughs> that in a different perspective. You know, what What does somebody that I've never heard of think about this? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think I personally think that going back to the basics really just uh, can reignite things, can really just push things to uh, a deeper level. And giving yourself a newer perspective on stuff mm-hmm. really matters, in my opinion. I think it's like watching your favorite witchy movie to get back in the mood to practice, like reading your favorite mm-hmm. beginner book to get him back in the mood to practice too. Um, kind of like on the same note, I think, I know we say this so many times on the pod, but getting specific about your interests in magic is incredibly helpful. You mm-hmm. know, you won't find many general books that covers everything you need to, need to know after you've been practicing, you know, for like a good while. And um, I think getting specific and thinking about, you know, what do you want to learn more of in like exploring that can um, just, what am I trying to say? Just being more advanced, which than a beginner means, you know, that you are making your own spells. You have um, the correspondence books. You have knowledge on why those correspondences are the way that they are. And this gives you the power to make your spells personal and your practice personal, you know. And then you can open up the door to exploring a specific deity or spirit you want to work with, like learning all the history and folklore about them. You know, you can develop... um, develop your own thoughts and feelings when it comes to tarot cards and even like diving into the history of tarot um like i like to think of beginner books being at the top of like a tree graph and then like everyone just splits off in their own separate sections and like explores things that are personal and unique to them you know no one book can cover like all those interests like right now i'm specifically exploring hestia i just got done with lessons from the empress which explores tarot from a creative standpoint and i will be moving on to learning about the history of tarot in a to learning about Hestia. So just like, that's how I'm getting specific in my practice right now. You know, I was talking to one of our patron members who, one of the mentor patron members, Mm -hmm. and we were talking about getting overwhelmed with having too much. And something Mm -hmm. that I had said to them was how... I have noticed a pattern because we've been doing this mentor thing now for what? Three years? Four years? Three, four years now. Three or four years now. And I've noticed a pattern sometimes that comes up where people get so excited about learning stuff. There's so much stuff in witchcraft. There's a million different paths. There's a million different topics. You know, even if you take a small topic like tarot, you can branch that off into things like the the original history, uh, the French version, the Italian version, uh, pip decks, the 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 playing card versions of div- divination. Like you can get deep into like the a weight stuff. Like you can get into the history of um uh, uh oh Pixie, what's her name? Uh, Pamela Coleman Smith. You Neat. can get into all these different things and it can be super overwhelming and that's on one topic in a huge you know umbrella of topics mm-hmm. and it can get super well- overwhelming and I have noticed that when people are trying to level their practice up mm-hmm. for whatever you know whatever however that looks um 
they can tend to feel like they need to take on a million different things. <laughs> a million. And, and then get overwhelmed, which is reasonable, get uh-huh. overwhelmed, and then burn out because they're trying to do too much at once. And one of the things that I recommended to um, this person that has helped me is making a schedule. When mm-hmm. you are in this period of like having this huge burst of creativity or inspiration or wanting to learn, setting yourself up in a way that you aren't going to get burnt out. So like on Mondays, I read 10 pages of my tarot book, mm-hmm. five pages of my tarot book. On Tuesdays, I you know, I don't know, uh, go and try to make my candles I want to make. On Mm -hmm. Thursdays, I go out for a forage and see what's in my area locally that I can make into, you know, home herbs. Like, obviously, I'm just like pulling ideas out of my ass here. But what I'm saying is, is that instead of trying to do all everything at once and getting overwhelmed, even just at the idea of all the things you want to explore, mm-hmm. separate it out and keep yourself in a schedule, even if it's like, you know, loose, <laughs> even if you don't stick to it directly, it's just it's easier to not get overwhelmed because mm-hmm. I feel like that's how a lot of people find themselves in burnout when they're trying really hard. Yeah, I really, I completely agree with everything you said. And then um, I think people need to remember, this is a lifelong practice. You have all of your life to learn. That's what's so great and amazing. Like there's so many things to learn and explore. Um, You know, stick with, I recommend if you're going to be reading like magical books, like if you're, if you can handle many books at once, that's cool. That's fine. Like, yeah, I mean, some people can't like, and I think those people are superhumans. (laughs) Yeah. Be honest about your limitations because I can only do two at a time and they're separated by days. Like, you know, just be smart about it. Don't overdo it. Yeah. Yeah. Keep it loose. Make a list. I love a good list. Oh, we can love a good list. <laughs> we don't have you know, tons of Capricorn placements in our charts. Not at all. I have so many. Um, I so do I. <laughs> here's a fun Robin fact that Maria uh, Maria makes fun of me about on an occasion. I um, <laughs> I need to have things written down. If I don't have things written down, it does not happen. Um, I'm a list maker. I'm a spreadsheet maker. I am a keeping a calendar and like sticking to it person. Same, same. <laughs> if, it's same. Not, if it doesn't, if it doesn't get written down, it does not get done. <laughs> we literally just had like a conversation where our calendars did not match. <laughs> yeah, our like, calendars literally didn't match up at all. Yeah, and it was like a full blown meltdown here. Here at the Coffee and Cauldrons headquarters, it was a full blown fucking meltdown where we both were like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, like, getting more onto like reading and learning, I do think I think we can agree. Most of us have problems with dropping our phones and mindlessly scrolling, uh, you know, for a long time. And while I do think that's like perfectly fine, you know, sometimes we just want to turn off our brains for a bit. And but, you know, if you start dropping your phone habit and try picking up magic books that draw your interest instead, I mean, you can also turn on like a witchy, reliable YouTuber or even just like listening to a witchy podcast, plant podcast, folklore podcast instead of like you know, yeah. doing Tumblr stuff, which, yeah, 
it she's talking won't about herself, age guys. you at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, I but, think actually the the like going off of that is such a good point. Like bouncing mm-hmm. off what you said about podcasts, YouTube's. Like the thing is, is that reading books, whether it's in an audiobook format or it's written, is not always accessible to everyone mm-hmm. for a variety of reasons. And while I do think that you should read wherever and whenever you can, the fact of the matter is, is not everybody can read you know, mm-hmm. even 10 books a year. It's mm-hmm. like dyslexia, ADHD, uh, time, etc. Mm-hmm. And it might be easier for you to consume more shorter format content. So mm-hmm. like YouTube's great. Um, podcasts are great, but also look at things like classes. Treadwell Books does online classes that you can take. Catland Books does online classes you can take. They're usually more or less affordable. And in, I know in some cl- some cases, not all of them, they also do scholarships if you mm-hmm. reach out to them, where you're still going to have to pay something, but it's definitely going to be more on a sliding scale. And mm-hmm. then you are dedicating one hour to listen to somebody who is an expert in Mm -hmm. that you know topic of discussion Mm -hmm. especially if you go through treadwell books they really vet their instructors in my opinion Mm -hmm. and i i I would recommend that you know you you're Mm -hmm. you're you're dedicating an hour to three at tops let's say but Mm -hmm. you can plan ahead for it you can take notes you can ask questions directly which you can't do when you're reading a book Mm -hmm. Um, and i don't know just deep dive in that way (laughs) yeah there's so many ways to learn magic nowadays and like so many sources that will help you explore specific interests i think that finding what works best for you and finding a method that actually that you actually enjoy you will absorb more information um for me personally like when i'm reading I like to create like a whole relaxing atmosphere when I read. Like I light some candles, burn some incense, turn on some ambient music and get out my book and take some notes. And also like since I work from home um, and also I am at home six to seven days out of the (laughs) week um, and, you know, home life can get a little stale and sometimes it gets well, my wife and I like we try to make a point to go to like a coffee shop one time during the (laughs) week during our downtime where, you know, while we are there, it is like our personal interest work time, just being away from the house and somewhere fun. Like, I don't know what it is, but I get so much more done and learn so much more that way. I think it's just because I'm away from the house and I can turn off that mental list of things I need to do that is like going nonstop in my brain just all the time and just be present easier in my learning um in my learning right yeah right yeah i i think it's i think it's i think i don't know i think it's all it's about perspective Mm -hmm. (laughs) and i think that when we are on the internet especially we can kind of find ourselves getting put into uh, this box, if you will, with, in my opinion, and this isn't to be disparaging on anybody, this is just a mm-hmm. trend, or anybody specific, it's a trend I've seen. There are a bunch of accounts that especially come in short format content, so so like TikTok, Reels, YouTube Shorts, etc., where they get very successful because they speak with a lot of confidence. <laughs> um, They're charismatic. Uh, like they have not that even whole. charismatic. They're just they're like 
You know when somebody says something with like a lot of like authority behind it? <laughs> Maybe like Corey who did like new um, New World Witchcraft because he has that really, you know, stern. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah. like Corey is obviously very knowledgeable in everything yeah. he talks about. But I'm oh, saying yeah. as someone who wasn't kind of, and spoke like him. The kind of presence that verbally somebody brings to a room. Yeah. Um, Corey is incredibly intelligent and knowledgeable and well-researched. He is not what she's saying yeah that's what i meant (laughs) that kind of person where they speak as though they are just super confident and knowledgeable about what they say and the things they're saying are incredibly fucking harmful um i've noticed it a lot in this weird split demographic where we have people that are either teenagers or like just coming of age people Mm -hmm. and then you have the exact opposite where you have these people that are like you know, in their late 30s to early 50s, that kind of range, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Where they just, they'll, they'll say these things that are just like, I don't know, I wouldn't even say out of pocket, but it is Mm -hmm. like, well, that's your opinion. (laughs) You know what I mean? Then just because it's your opinion doesn't make it a fact. (laughs) Like, and it's okay that you feel that way, but you really need to stop shaming other people for not reading three books a month or, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Or not fucking only doing love and light. And like, I don't know. There, obviously we could go on about this forever. Um, those kinds of negative things, but I don't know. It's crazy to me. Yeah. I just want to get into one more thing because I do think as a witch connecting with the land is so important. Like I do think that, which is, you said it a little bit at the, something that you said, but getting involved in researching and learning about the native and invasive plants in your area and Mm. reading the lore, history, medicinal uses, and even taking in their appearance and how they grow to create magical correspondence for them is very helpful for a personal like practice. It is so easy to get caught up in like using general witchy herbs like um, mugwort, rose, lavender, you know, all of those, but they... You know, they have to do that for witchy books and even correspondent books. So it's more accessible to a wide range of people. And a bunch of those things are readily available. Mm. I think it's important to remember just because um, you can't find magical information about a particular plant doesn't mean you can't use it magically. I like to personally concentrate on the... um, invasive plants in my area because they don't help the ecosystem and most Mm -mm. of the time they are readily and abundantly available because they take over everything but like just getting involved with the land around you i promise will make you feel like a badass witch especially if you don't have a green thumb like me (laughs) i cannot like wait for the spring so i can pick my own nettle and like just fried fried fresh dried nettle is honestly like chef's yum burns the mouth so good (laughs) i will say you know um before you do like just start picking random plants in your area do take an account if they're endangered when you pick it you know natives are so often overtaken by other plants and humans that it damages our ecosystem but there's so many books out there that like concentrate on local plants in your area and like, yeah, they won't list the 
um, magical uses, but just like taking accountability, how, like, as I said earlier, how it grows and what people use it for. And the thing is, is also the World Wide Web typically has a whole list of how these things can be used. So that is the cool thing. Mm -hmm. That is the cool thing. (laughs) Do you have anything you want to share? Are you good? That's it. That's everything. I think I, I really think like, you know, I don't know. I really think that if you lay off yourself a little bit, you look <laughs> at new potential, potentially, you know, enjoyable ways to consume information. Mm-hmm. And I and just kind of put yourself out there. I think that 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 is what matters. And your practice Making should it work personal too. for you. Not mm-hmm. you shouldn't be trying to feel like you're swimming upstream. And so, <laughs> not at all. You want to str- swim with the stream. With exactly. The flow. Go so with the flow. So if it feels like you're having to force yourself to fit into some sort of box or do things, evaluate why that might be. Evaluate if mm-hmm. it's working for you and if maybe you need to put a pause on one thing and shift to something mm-hmm. that is working better. Yeah. Make a pros and cons list about what is and is not working in your practice yeah. right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, Maria, what's stirring your cauldron this week? Oh, let me tell you. <laughs> okay, so I I have spoke about this before on a previous podcast, but once again, it is stirring my cauldron, and I think it's pretty cool, and I think more witches <laughs> should, should do it because technology is a thing, and we're allowed as witches to adapt to technology. Um, I've been focusing, once again, more on um digital journaling note taking and working on my digital book of shadows mm-hmm. um i just i love the freedom not ugh, the mm, the creativity of it because i am i love being creative like in every like with the things that i do especially in relation to my practice it just helps me Oh no, I love creating something beautiful and being like, oh, well, that's pretty. And <laughs> it makes me feel good about myself and with whatever I'm doing. But, um, and I feel like digital, doing things digital, digitally gives me the freedom to do so because I am not an illustrator. I cannot draw anything. Like, I can draw some badass stick figures. Like, I can do that. And I can, but I cannot afford to go out and buy like, a ton of stickers and stuff and decorate my journals in that way but digital journaling and stuff gives me the option to do that where all I have to do is like create my own photos or I um you know use pngs which you can use like uh, like there's a site called raw pixel where you can get like a ton of like really cute pngs to fill your digital notebooks with um but Oh, and the program that I use for all this, it's called, oh my, I think it's Xena. And it is a little bit pricey, but you can get things like GoodNotes and stuff like that. But Xena, I like Xena just because of the layout of it all. And I feel like I have more um, free decoration things available that I can easily just decorate my um, stuff with. Um, So I highly recommend checking it out. I think it is $40 
dollars a year but it does they do a special like at the beginning of the year where you can get it cheaper and that's when i generally go ahead and go get it and it's kind of like a present for myself that i do utilize throughout the year so it is something that's very well spent i just find i I like canva too (laughs) i want to pay for that one but i'm like "Mm, should i (laughs) but just get on my account Oh, I can okay. make you a user on my account. Okay. I didn't know. I didn't know that you didn't have it. You should okay. tell me. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Anyways. <laughs> but I do find also taking notes for like when I'm reading books is a lot easier. And I can using like a app like Xena, I can create like little books and I just like take a picture mm-hmm. of the front cover and use that as the cover for my notes for that particular book. And it's just so easy to click through. Be like, oh, there's my notes about that one thing. And it's just easy to navigate and find. I just really yeah. enjoy it. so robin (laughs) i'm just not stirring your cauldron this week thank you so much for asking oh you're so welcome (laughs) um i've talked about this on the internet i actually did a really long instagram post about it um, but it's been going around the internet, this whole discourse on if you show anyone your altar, including like posting a photo of it online that your magic doesn't work. Again? This is happening again. And I just like, shut <laughs> <what> up. <laughs> Simply shut up. You want the fundamental understanding of what an altar actually is and its historical uses. Um, altars can be like outside you can have like your your altar can be nature your altar can be your home like uh, what nobody's allowed in your home now (laughs) hello i really think nobody's allowed in your kitchen you're not allowed to post a picture of your kitchen on the internet get a grip now i think that it is worthwhile to have the conversation around posting active workings on the internet. Like if you're Mm -hmm. actively doing a spell and like posting that on the internet and the potential there for someone to negate that magic. um, I think that's a very valid conversation to have for a variety of reasons. I don't post active working online. I don't. Just because I feel like your energy goes to the video. Totally. Rather than the working. And I also feel like there there are petty people out there who might even like evil eye it, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. so I just I just don't. Um uh that is my personal choice and opinion. I think that if you're going to post active workings online, that that is your choice. And just to maybe be aware that there is a chance that, like Maria said, the energy could be going to something else. Um, or like I said, that somebody might even accidentally negate stuff. But having this conversation around whether or not you can post your altar on the internet is just paranoia This at this point. And lacks a fundamental understanding of what an altar is um, at all. You know what I think it is? I think what? people are trying to be like the whole witch trials thing. You have to hide oh, your altar. Massively. You have to hide your altar. Because it's what, it, <laughs> what makes people think they makes their practices more aesthetic, you know, to be like, 
Oh, you, you can't show your altar. Oh my goodness. You'll be, you know, no. I think that just goes back to the paranoia of the witch trials and things like that. And, um, but, you yeah. know, we don't have to do that anymore. So it's really just for play and for show. But I do want to say, like, if you don't want to show your altar online, you don't that have is, to. Yeah, you don't have to. But like, don't the tell other is, people is that, they can't. Yeah, the thing is, is that you can do or not do whatever you want to do. It's your practice. It's your business. It's your mm-hmm. business. Um, but this whole like fear mongering, stupid, baseless discourse, I am so tired of. Mm-hmm. And people, they go and they just get clout off of it. And it's like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's TikTok. <laughs> it's tickety talk. And there has to be some sort of discourse going on every single day. Yeah. I just like how they bring up something that I heard like 10 years ago. Like even on MySpace, I heard oh it. Like, God. guys, come on. This <laughs> is tired. It's done. Just leave it alone. <laughs> I wish I was 17 again and I had all those, all that, that gusto over shit that doesn't fucking matter. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think we did, but it did not relate to our crafts. <laughs> well, yeah, but that's what I'm saying is that I wish I, I wish I had that much energy still to be like angry about this stupidest shit I've ever heard in my life. People are dying, Kim. <laughs> <laughs> If you've just joined us this week, every single week we talk about creators that we are loving right now. This can be artists, this could be bloggers, podcasts, books, anything. Anybody that makes something that we think is pretty cool. And this season we have started to ask you guys to also contribute us contribute to us <laughs> something that you think is really cool. As we've said in other episodes, um we probably won't get to all of our submissions on this but please send them to us anyway and we will do our best to share the ones that we think are the coolest mm-hmm. so that being said maria first what is our like listener submitted creator okay so out of the ones that we picked i had to go with this one because i've been eyeing their stuff since i've been on instagram so <laughs> it's lucid living co and like they make bath soaks and bath bombs and all that but i am here for the bath soaks they just look so lush and so beautiful Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like i just there's like i just need someone to buy me one so i just dunk the whole thing into a bath (laughs) and like not exist for like five hours because i live in the bath now so (laughs) they're just so pretty and they have like tarot like they have tarot card ones they have like a valentine's day one for like the lovers and they have like Mm -hmm. persephone and mm-hmm. yeah it looks really good fun. this is the first time i've ever heard of them mm-hmm. um but this looks really really good i am fully in agreement with you i like the little coffin things yeah i like the coffin things too like the <laughs> rose petals on the top and so that's mm-hmm. really nice <laughs> it's like a little it's like a little bath boat <laughs> <laughs> robin's all like sign me up <laughs> who's the creator that you are loving this week okay mine's not really so much a creator but like it's okay so 
It's on Spotify as a podcast, but technically it it should be an album. Well, yeah, yeah. But I think the reason why they have it as a podcast is because it's like eight hours long and you can't do that with a song, I think. But anyways, it's Coffee Shop Vibes and they do ambient sounds and music. Like, okay, like you're in a coffee shop during like a snowstorm with the fire going like and it's like all the sounds it's so cozy and like so nice i turn it on whenever like when i'm studying like doing my witchy studying or like even just reading and it just i don't know it's super cozy and it helps me not get distracted (laughs) and it's so meta but like i turn it on when i'm at the coffee shop in my earbuds and listen to it while i'm at the coffee shop that's really funny because well i don't want to listen to like you know john mayer on repeat and like that that like you want to listen to john mayer (laughs) no i like john mayer like i like some of his songs we have a john mayer (laughs) hater in the house this is crazy (laughs) words um help like words during songs i can't study to or anything like that yeah no that's reasonable i listen to pink noise and i don't know i just think like the ambient music like the ambient music and sound like itches my add brain like Mm -hmm. it's just really good i highly recommend it if you need like some good studying tunes to listen to but anyways i love the creator that you picked and now i am obsessed <laughs> yeah, they're called mother hysteria hestia yeah um, mother they, hestia. they make candles but they're like a like a homesteader i guess um and they sell stuff like flower tinctures and stuff like that um but i'm like just obsessed with their in bulk candles that they made they like hand dipped tapered candles and it looks like it maybe has like corn flour in them yeah no it's, mm-hmm. it's it says that it has corn flour in them <laughs> um i did not see them for sale on their website but i am obsessed like it's so beautiful all this stuff is so beautiful this like, this whole entire account is like you know when somebody says that they want to like run off to a cottage in the woods and make witchcraft <laughs> that that's the, what this person is doing <laughs> they're actually living that life and it looks like so all the cool. people i follow on tiktok i don't follow any witchy accounts i just follow like people living like cool well, lives showing that, the, that parts of their lives because i'm sure it's not all that like gorgeous but <laughs> it's still nice to look at and i enjoy very much but Thank you all so much for joining us today. If, um, if, if is a sentence, we hope that we, we will see you again on Friday, February 3rd for our Coffee Talk episode or on February 10th for our third episode of season two. You can keep an eye out on our Instagrams and or our Twitter. You can follow us at Coffee and Cauldrons for both or you can go to coffeeandcauldrons.com for more information as well as links to all of our social media and don't forget to join us on patreon february 25th for author laurel woodward on a class for a class on kitchen magic for the library tier and up if you miss it it will be available recorded for recorded a few days after the class for you to watch <laughs> that was so? hard why did i struggle so hard to read that <laughs> you sound like me 
<laughs> so additionally, our Patreon Magical Beginnings offers our special 25-minute part two episode, a huge library of articles about witchcraft, a Discord community full of fun events and discussions, and we even have a tier that offers one-on-one conversations with Robin and myself. So please, if you love our sexy, sensual, beautiful voices, take a moment to review us on whatever streaming service that you are tuning in from, such as Apple Podcasts or Spotify. We love reading your reviews and rating us with five stars help us, helps us to be seen by others. Thank you to everybody who already has and everybody who will in the future. We appreciate you. We do. Very, very, very much. <laughs> so again, this is Coffee and Cauldrons with Robin from Out of Tired Witch on Instagram. And I'm Maria from at Maria Tharacane on Instagram. Are you ready? <laughs> yes. One, One two, two, three, three, five, five. <laughs>